Hello and welcome to the Nerd Alternative, a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy. Today you're joined by me, Ram. Me, Hassan. And me, Levi. Woohoo! Yeah, I thought I'd make the people them cringe. <laughs> no, we we gotta get like a presenter voice. Like, and this is Levi coming to you from the Nerd Alternative. <laughs> gladiator, that gladiator background voice. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> Um, so today we are going to be reviewing Malcolm and Maria, and we're going to use it as a conversation opener um, for, I guess, who gets to tell black stories, because that's one of the criticisms that came up for the movie, which I have some thoughts about, but um, I think it's a good opener for mm. the rest of the conversation. Um, but before that, we will talk about some news. Um, I'm gonna hand over to Hassan. So the first one is Warner Brothers patenting uh, the Nemesis system. Uh, do you want right? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll lean in on this one. Um, so if you've not played Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War, the Nemesis system is essentially a game system where you you come across enemies that if you beat, they like lose like. Um, they lose status or if they beat you they like get promoted and it really incentivizes your gameplay style and it really immerses you in the world because it becomes a very personal experience it's a it's a very solid piece of like gameplay tech that adds to storytelling and it's it's amazing um warner brothers have now patented it until um this has kind of sparked like a lot of like conversations and a lot of like annoyance online, particularly in um, games developers because of the nature of these kind of systems and how these patents tend to shackle game development going forward, um, especially for a game like Shadow of Mordor where it's borrowed so heavily from a lot of other games. It seems a little bit hypocritical for them to <laughs> to refuse other people to play in their space too mm. sounds selfish to me <laughs> <laughs> it is it's really selfish because like the combat style is like a direct rip from like the the arkham games like the the rocksteady arkham games it's like a direct rip um the movement and like the kind of the the traversal of the world is assassin's creed there's like no two ways about it you can't really like <laughs> pretend there's anything else um so now they've they've they're having the cake and eating it essentially mm. with their they're saying hey we're gonna we're gonna learn from all of the things you've got we're gonna use all the things you've got but you can't do what we want to do mm. i mean this i feel like that's just i'm not as much as i hate it this is the, like i was saying before it's capitalism the game the game's game in it as soon as someone finds something that they feel that they can try and monopolize on and hold it to themselves it's what they're going to try and do isn't it at the end of the day it's yes. it's, it's really crappy though like it, say yes it, or no because like in the games industry it's a bit more kind of a collaborative thing traditionally so, yeah but nowadays every everything is no like nowadays everyone's like, trying to pan but it's for the most part not really going through so it's kind of it's, it's a difficult one so a lot of the time, like now, when you see the patents kind of crop up, they never really go anywhere or they never really kind of get yeah. pushed to fruition. I think that's um, the most surprising thing. Yeah. How it's managed to go. Like, hasn't someone said, like, this, 
I, I mean, I can't think off of the top of my head, but that system that you've described, I'm sure there is a game out there somewhere <laughs> that has. I, I I don't know what someone would say out of that system. What is the most unique? aspect of it maybe it's the promotion of the enemy or whatever it's, but i'm sure there's a game there's there's several that. layers to it so it's like um procedurally generated enemies with names um and factions and teams and like kind of abilities and then you go and you interact with them anywhere in the world so there's that kind of side of it and then the story kind of comes when you start to interact with them and the world they're in which makes it like it, it's like a it's a springboard for for stories to kind of develop and it is so good like it really like shadow of mordor is a phenomenal game and that really made it something that i'm uh, i'm always happy to kind of go back and play just that system alone. so what so if someone what what would you have to do to have like re- infringed on this pattern would it what is if as a game developer it, would you have to have like you know copyrighted all of those systems like the procedural generated generated with the like ranking system or is it his, is it going to be a thing of where they're going to try and reach and be like oh if, if i make a game that happens to have procedurally generated i don't know orcs they might turn on like, that's ours is, is it going to be like oh what? It, it's it's really a really shitty pattern because it's it's incredibly vague like there's yeah, a lot that's, of that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredibly like what they've patented. They've patented the idea of the nemesis system, which it, it's it's kind of stupid because it's like the nemesis system is in part storytelling. You can't really patent storytelling or having a feud, right? <laughs> like you can't like patent the idea that I'm gonna have a personal feeling about that particular enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So like that. The, the only people who are really going to like suffer from this going forward is small developers and indie developers. Those are the only people that can suffer from this. Like the, the only people who are really going to be like in a position where they can be legally bullied by this patent that, that, that I don't really think can be defended in court. Like, don't, don't hold me to that. I'm not a lawyer, but like from the wording alone, it doesn't seem like it's like, it, it doesn't seem like it's concrete enough in anything that it's saying that you could sit in court and argue it. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, it, it just really feels like it's it's bully tactics and it's it's so shitty. It's so shitty. I mean, yeah. Sounds like, who, what, what did you say? Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, on to the main topic. Um, so, <laughs> Anne-Marie um, came out in... 2021 um i feel like this is the first actually no that's a lie i was gonna say i feel like this is the latest film that i've seen but i mean it anyway um came out earlier this month yeah i was thinking outside the wire but i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) um We're going to threaten you with that episode. Oh, <laughs> um, so Netflix tends to do this thing called Strong Black Lead or whatever, and um, where they bring out a lot of like Black-led films slash TV shows. Um, and Malcolm and Marie was part of the latest co- cohort. Um, it was filmed last year in the height of the pandemic, um, written and directed by the writer of Euphoria and Assassination Nation, um, 
that is such a mouthful. Um, Sam Levinson, who is the son of Barry Levinson, who directed Rain Man. Um, and it stars Zendaya and John David Washington um, with a lot of collaboration from Zendaya herself. Um, it was written in only six days and shot in two weeks in one location called the you Caterpillar can, you House. Can absolutely tell. In LA. <laughs> um, in LA. And it's currently at 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, well, that's from yesterday or the day before yesterday. I don't know. Um, and the film follows the story of a couple, Malcolm and Marie, as you can guess from the title. Um, Malcolm being a filmmaker and Marie being a former actress um, who arrive home after the I'm going to say successful in parentheses. Oh, wow. I said parentheses. <laughs> Not in parentheses. <laughs> successful in quotation marks. Um, after the successful premiere of My- Malcolm's film. Um, and then the pair find themselves arguing throughout the night as underlying tensions come to head. Um, so the film has proved controversial. Well, mm-hmm. not controversial. Mm-hmm. I suppose that like, people have been on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to discussing um, the film. I watched it literally the Polarizing, day that it... I think is the word you Yeah, want. yeah, there we go. Polarizing. Um, I think I watched it the day that it came out and then I kind of skimmed through it again um, today. And yeah, I feel like it is one of those. So you might have to stew on, but let's let's go into the pros first. Um, because we should always start with the positive news. Does anyone want to go first? Um, the soundtrack and the music for this is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. they nailed this movie sonically. Like it's incredible. It mm, positives. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so like um, the acting as well, like the like John Washington and Zendaya both acting their asses off. They're they're nailing their their pieces, their monologues. Um, they're they're doing their job perfectly mm-hmm. in an imperfect movie, mm-hmm. and that's like kind of heartbreaking because mm-hmm. I'm like, I see what you're doing, and you're doing it really well, but it's it's all awful. <laughs> like it's all <laughs> positives. Um, um, yeah. Oh, is like that I should have went first. I feel like I would have been much nicer. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I think I'll probably be much nicer to you. I mean, get go. <laughs> you, you have have you got, not got anything else to add, Hassan? <laughs> um, no, I, I really didn't enjoy this movie. Um, I think it would have been a much, much better play. Like it, it made, it would have made more sense as a play. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, to be honest, yeah, like, like you said, the music was very good. Not, not just like the soundtrack selection but the way it was used i don't know if people do that in real life apparently people do like when they be arguing with 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 their bay they be playing music i don't know maybe okay, no 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 if you if you're in a relationship with someone that passive aggressive you need to get people do, that people relationship. Do that. apparently it's quite common <laughs> i don't know and now i'm thinking have Yikes. someone done that to me and i just looked over that who knows but um <laughs> i really like uh, the cinematography it walked a line for me um sometimes I felt like it was doing a bit much but for the most part I enjoyed it um the shots were gorgeous like the the camera work was incredible yeah and 
I again, like you said, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the performances um, from both um, John Washington and Zendaya, even though they might have been miscast. Who knows? But um, and I also liked the exploration of the relationship. Now it will lead into my con, which I will get to. But like, in I terms of. I know, I know, I know. I no, I'm not going to go into it. Sorry, I mean, like, I will, bounce, I will return to this mm-hmm. point. Um, but I feel like it wasn't interesting. Look at at the at a fight in a relationship, if that makes sense, from both sides. But uh, even though it is a toxic one, um, and I feel like some people watching it, I'm not saying that people would definitely be like, "That's me," but there might be times where you're like, I kind of relate to what what Marie's saying at that point or what Malcolm's saying at that point or how Malcolm reacts to something Marie says at that point and vice versa. I feel like there will be certain points where a lot of people will be like, yeah, yeah, that's that's my wifey or that's my ex or my hubby or whatever. I think that's my pros. <laughs> um, I like the cinematography. Um, I, I I guess it would no I did like I'm it. Joking, like, I'm I, I think obviously <laughs> after a while you 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 kind of it fades into the background a little bit after a while but yeah. I like I do sometimes like stylized things so that was fine I thought the camera movement was really interesting um a lot of the time well sometimes um I liked a lot Same. of the um ideas um not ideas but I liked a lot of the behind the scenes aspects of it um so I was watching a video and I found out that Zendaya or like I'm assuming Zendaya was missing involved but they just like they made sure that the crew and cast were paid uh really well um and the whole approach to the filming was quite holistic um and I thought that it was interesting that she was taking this risk as someone who is has grown up in the public eye and a lot of people have tried to keep her in a certain like innocent girl whatever spot even though she's like a grown woman so I think it was a good thing that she felt that she was able to collaborate with um Sam Levinson and put some of her own thoughts and voices into the um into the um into the film and I think that's like a really good direction for her and I think um that it's not often that young people kind of either take that approach or feel like they can take that approach so I think it's really promising that she's found someone that um she's been able to collaborate with um and feel some kind of ownership over something um and I also thought that the um I think that we don't even though there were problems with their relationship obviously and I don't think that they were trying to sell it to us as like this even though they do call it a love story, I don't think they were trying to sell it no, to they don't. like a model. They call it for... a story about oh, love. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, this so I don't. Love. This was. I'm just saying that was literally wild. the quote. This is not a <laughs> yeah. love story. No, but story. I think that it's important mm. to kind of have not important to have these stories out there necessarily. But I think that when you have a relationship like that, where you know, obviously the age comes into it, the fact that. Um, her character is quite codependent or quite vulnerable when she when he, they got into that relationship. I think that exploration is quite um, something that we don't really. I mean, we do see it sometimes, but I don't think we see it so intensely. Um, and I think also the fact that 
even though I do think um, sometimes Malcolm's voice was like overpowering um, Marie's, I think that she did, she was able to go kind of like toe to toe with him at times. And I think that we don't often get to see the muse hold the artist accountable. Um, especially when you think about like this, is, this kind of relationship is a common thing in Hollywood or in the art world or whatever. Um, yeah. And usually the woman doesn't get to speak at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Marie had some really interesting moments um, in her dialogue that I found uh, relatable or like very moving where it was like, well, yeah. Um, so I just thought that she had a lot of, she she was like the heart of the movie for me personally. And the, the only reason that I kind of stayed caring about the movie um or about her character and yeah it 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 was definitely something that had me like thinking a lot about uh like my own life or whatever or the industry um and also just seeing codependency like that is mm. we don't really see we don't really see that often or we it doesn't get addressed i don't think personally i, I do wish that they they kind of explored like um Malcolm's dependency on Marie a bit more mm. though. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. Like, like uh, it, all I took away. All I took away was like Malcolm's a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this guy was. Uh, we're not doing spoilers yet. Oh, does it matter? Are we doing that? It doesn't really matter today? because this yeah. Film so yeah, really just just <laughs> when he was just the way he was arguing with her at the beginning, eating his mac and cheese, and he was <laughs> just like, "This is really good mac and cheese." <laughs> this guy is a jerk. Like. Um, jerk. and I feel like we just didn't really see enough or it was uh, like like you said Mar- Marie Zendaya stole, stole the show mm-hmm. there's a there's a thing for me like with this movie that that really the kind the conversation about like you know the music you were saying like it having like such a personal story kind of be be shown to the world mm-hmm. especially if it's something told in like trust or in confidentiality is it is is kind of like a hauntingly terrifying thing to like countenance right mm-hmm. and they zendaya did like ha- like really bring that to bear in the film beautifully mm-hmm. I, I i think like they for me like to like to have enjoyed it better is if they had given this more kind of time to mm-hmm. breathe mm-hmm. or if they had delved into it deeper like mm-hmm. um there's there's so many moments in this movie where there's like some very interesting conversations some very interesting topics that they move past to get to the next argument beat Mm -hmm. which is like it's kind of human and i kind of get it for like pacing Mm -hmm. but it undercuts the power of the message of the actual story they're telling so like that's that's why i'm kind of like "Mm," to to like to call it a plus when it's and it's just like if it's falling down at the finish line mm-hmm. um i mean i think it's a plus because of potential in, gen- in general anyway or just like i can see what they were trying to do and knowing that it was mm. only written in six days like i'm not gonna be like oh like um i also heard that they didn't <laughs> Did have any um, <laughs> that they didn't have any feedback from any studios as well so it is very like fresh and very raw i guess so i, I think keeping that in mind um it feels very can, much like a project. Yeah, I can yeah. see why that Just kind a... of fell over. And another thing as well, yeah. I think also that um, Hollywood always gives us these like stories of love or love stories that are like, I feel the like- same story. It, it's always not even story. the same story but they're all just very soft they're all very idolized mm-hmm. even when they are toxic there's something like 
where they're kind of like oh but you want this and like I did not want this and <laughs> I feel like it, even if you did relate to it or whatever I think it it still did a good job of not romanticizing anything like you did leave them well personally anyway you did leave the movie feeling like oh these two people are not good for each other but at the same time I can see why they, they love each other, left each other. Not, yeah they love each other but they're not they're not what's the what's the word compatible yeah i mean in my in my opinion and you can see that they want each other this sorry let me just read a quote from beth this is a quote from beth the other day um that i saved in my phone <laughs> which i think relates to this movie very well and i'm going to tell her um that she is featured in this episode episode um wise words from beth um she said the other day let me just find it she said um you can fall in love with people who aren't right for you but you can never fall in love with people who you don't want and i feel like this is the case in malcolm and marie like they both mm-hmm. want each other mm-hmm. but they just they're not good for each other um yeah any more pros <laughs> uh, no i agree um i think i think that that's it i guess for me it, i think it's because i'm so fresh off of watching this this morning um i am i'm in full salt mode so like really oh. trying hard not to be like just to actually be i think there, i think some... in, in what it is because like sometimes it's like um especially with this how they made it why they made it and the speed they made it mm. i need to judge it for that yeah <laughs> at the same degree as i would judge like a huger movie mm. like for what it is they they did an incredible job but i i, I just think a this would have been a better play and be like this they, they needed to lean in further in certain places mm-hmm. and that would have made a much better movie for me mm-hmm. um okay let's get into cons then um <laughs> shall i i don't yeah like i'm trying to figure out whether we should go from the person who clearly does not like as much as yeah the, yeah let, oh, yeah, let, let's me, let me let me let me pose this for my soul because i'm like i'm fucking furious like this is the most self-indulgent movie i've seen since queen and slim and i am oh i'm furious like just the fact that this the most of this movie is about the director going critics don't understand me mm, fuck off fuck off fuck you <laughs> just how, what the hell is this like I, I i the first 10 minutes of this movie i almost put like i almost stopped and just like messaged you guys going i refuse i'm not gonna do this like because this is it was so ridiculous and i've never seen a movie that's so intent on two people's conversations cut away to jazz montages more what are we doing <laughs> What we do, this is a two hour movie with 30 minutes of jazz montages. For what? Yo, them what? tunes were lit, bro. Don't, no, let's but it not, makes no sense. Let's not act like you never got long. up and stood in the doorway like John was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, was, that was the way I could stop watching it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like, this, this what I'm saying. Like, cause there's, there's so many parts of this movie where, like, if they had less montage, more development, this would have been a good movie, right? Like if they had spent less time kind of having very, very beautiful shots of them looking into the middle distance to some like soft jazz in the background, they could have developed these characters better. Like, I, I, I I don't, I, no, I, I think Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think like it affects me that 
strongly. I I said something similar to Ram. I wouldn't say that the whole film felt like it was uh, attack on critics, but I did say that that it felt a bit it felt a bit left field when he would go on his his rants or whatever rants yeah, rants yeah. whatever mm-hmm. we're saying and 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 his monologues were quite they they felt quite they were very lengthy i mean all of the monologues in this were lengthy that's another con of mine personally um but like it was really long and i'm just like who which critic are we all we're missing is a name right now <laughs> all we're missing is a name but yeah, um no, it is that very specifically the this this, this woman, one white woman, but, defended but, Sam Lip, uh, Sam Livingston, Livingston, Livingston. But Levinson. I think Ram, Ram, Ram did um, mm. point out to me that he also. Well, Ram, you can, you can tell um, Hassanior. I think with the critics thing, I I do think it, it didn't feel supernatural. But knowing that a those are conversations that he had had with both John David Washington and Zendaya, who talked a lot about feeling like they were being kind of, I guess more in the artistic side of feeling like they were being boxed in. But also like, I think that, I don't think that Malcolm's criticisms are meant to be taken as a like, he's right. Cause he sounds stupid. <laughs> and I no, think that does, there are like m- loads of moments where uh, Marie's character does cut in and kind of say, well, uh, like, what are you talking about? Like, A, this <laughs> like woman has like said that, the rest of the things that she said are good and you you've just gone on this like long tirade about about like one line that she said that you didn't like um so i think that i get why people f- i think it didn't fit in naturally and it did feel very specific but at the same time i do think that a um I don't think that we should be able to say that that's Sam Levinson's own voice coming through because a Zendaya is that Z- Malcolm uh, Marie's character is there kind of like saying the opposite and also he did base this movie on an argument that he had with his wife so even if it is I don't I think people are saying like it's a mouthpiece to him then you know what I mean if if it's based on a actual conversation he had with his wife well we don't know whether that bit was the actual conversation what I'm saying um, is that I don't think everyone's like acting like he's being super arrogant like who doesn't put themselves in their own work like I don't really i that, that I, I, I think I think you're misunderstanding what my issue is. My issue isn't the criticism about critics. It's the it's it's how fourth wall breaking almost it is. Like how kind of detracting from the rest of the movie it is. Like this it's just for me, like watching this movie, I had to stop and go, is this something else? Is this something very personal that he wanted to talk about? Because it felt like it didn't fit. Like if I'm watching like Rocky and they had a lengthy piece about the meat packing plant where someone had a very like outside of the movie had a very personal conversation about the meat packing plant mm-hmm. and they added that into Rocky, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense and it doesn't make sense here. You know what I mean? No, That's I mean, I'm not. I did say that I don't think it, it felt natural, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I think maybe I'm conflating more like your point with other people's points as well. Mm-hmm. It being a mouthpiece. I just don't think it's so, it's it doesn't, it didn't bother me so much that it's yeah. like a gripe of mine. It's just something that I was like, Ooh, that's a bit, that doesn't quite fit, but I don't think it like, um, and I, I feel like, let me explain this a bit clearer. Like, Cause um, it, it's, it's not even that it's a personal beef for him. I don't mind if it's a personal beef for him, but if he wanted to make, 
a movie about critics and artists and have that clearer conversation, fine, have that clearer conversation, have that movie, and I'm here for it. I'm more than happy to hear about it and kind of see that explored. But like, I, I don't want to hear two badly sold stories side by side against a lot of jazz interludes that that's not enjoyable. That's One could argue that it's not two stories though. I feel like when you look at Ma- Malcolm's personality, it kind of, it, it does fit into why he would react that way towards critics, I would say. And and the fact that Marie kind of checks him on those things and also that mm. that lack of ability to check the criticism, even if someone says 10 good things, says one bad thing, he's fixating on the one bad thing. Mm-hmm. He kind of also does a similar thing with Marie herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you know what I mean? And the way he, he kind of, it's that narcissistic personality that he seems to have that would make like that makes me feel like it's it's like what is one thing like ram said being a mouthpiece and it's another thing just drawing from an experience if you get what i'm saying like sometimes you can be like this happens and this is this but it doesn't always mean that you're trying to put off this message it's like saying oh this sucks or or saying people say this sucks sometimes do do, do you get what i mean i don't yeah i I, I get you but i do but at the same time i do feel like it again this film walks a line on a lot of things Mm. and i do feel like that was one of the things that also walked the line on it's like are we like you know uh, why 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 are we fixating on this Mm. because if you if we're talking about a relationship like you said it does feel a bit random to just be going on this like my man was so tired after his second monologue that he actually he literally collapsed collapsed, yeah which i didn't but anyway um, no, so, <laughs> um, in reflections to that point though also I think that it's I think that I get what you mean about the two stories I think that they could both coexist but they did in they needed to wrap it together better because I can Definitely. see where the threads are because Malcolm is obsessed with his craft and you can tell he's married a woman who he's kind of drawn inspiration from uh, not married he's with a woman that he clearly comes into his work so I don't think it's like out of bounds for the critics thing to come up because a lot of his conversation and even their conversation with each other comes back to his work a lot but I do think it was just poorly put together um Mm -hmm. like you said which is probably why it just it didn't it didn't work and it was a bit jarring yeah this 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 is like my 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 gripes with this movie like mainly and why I don't enjoy it as much as what is bothering me as much as it's bothering me is because there are some actually really interesting and really compelling mm-hmm. things in this movie. Mm-hmm. And when I see things that are that good and that compelling slammed into each other in nonsensical ways, like it just, it, it deeply bothers me. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, there, you could have, there was so much here. There was mm-hmm. so much potential here. Um, the, the na- like the nature of these conversations and the fact that like these are two human beings that we're following Mm-hmm. It makes sense for them to be talking and fighting about several things, right? Because mm-hmm. like, one like no argument is really about one thing alone. It never is, right? Like when you argue with someone about something, there's there's a there's building blocks of all the other things that you're mm-hmm. frustrated about, right? Mm-hmm. Fine, but you, you have to kind of in a movie where you have a two hour window, like this is a big window. You had time to to develop these things, mm-hmm. but they didn't. And all the times that they stop and it's just staring in music, it really makes me sit there and go. That that that's one of my <laughs> what the hell are we doing? My first my right? first thing, <laughs> my first con that I that I noted was I mean, I might be like exaggerating a bit, but it was a the film was a whole lot of, of nothing 
mm. for me personally like mm-hmm. what, what i don't feel like and i don't i don't expect there to be a a happy ending but it wasn't even a I, like i would expect to end it i guess i get the whole point of like the, you know you just wake up the next morning wh- whatever but i don't know like Bro, i, I just... thought that movie ended three times like there was three <laughs> moments where I, where I was about to get up. oh three so, so yeah <laughs> another thing i said to him was every time an argument ended I would pause the film and be like, how far am I from the end? I'm not sure. <laughs> it always felt like it was winding down and you feel like, okay, I, I, if we wound, if we ended here, I would get the point and then it went, you know, nope, 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 nope. We went back mm-hmm. in circles. Um, the, the, the whole, the, the theme, I guess, of an argument being that you, you know, you, if you love someone, you haven't, if you have a real argument with someone that you love, yeah, you go around in circles, but shit was exhausting, man. It was, mm-hmm. it was absolutely, it was tiring. It, 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 I, I, it, it almost, I'm not saying for better or for worse. It felt like I just sat there and watched two people argue for, for an hour and 40 minutes. Bro, should I tell you what my hot take is? Yeah, I think that the reason we felt exhausted is because I don't think that they had that much chemistry. I'm not going to lie. And I they think did, that they didn't, they didn't. if they had, no, cause I'm seeing me. Well, yeah. Anyway. This is not about other people. This is about us yeah. three in this room discussing this yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but real. some people just like, well, no, okay. I just discounted what I just said. I feel like if they had more chemistry, it would have been more like those moments where they're just staring at each other. Because I feel like what the film was trying to build up is those things where you just like, you hate someone, but you you really love them too. And I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't really believe sometimes that they really... I I guess I believe that they did want each other but I just there Mm -hmm. wasn't there was something missing in that tension that I think would have made the film feel less like a drag in those quieter moments because Mm -hmm. I would have been like oh like and I think they had it a little bit like the first time where they kind of like um kind of kind yeah when they kind of make up or like even the moment before they are about to have sex and then like he goes to the toilet and comes back like that I was like okay yeah but then but it fell flat a lot in other parts. I, I yeah, I, I think I I when I watched it, I I felt like they had good chemistry, but then I had to stop and think: is is that just because there's two good actors putting on two good performances? Mm. <laughs> yeah, like there's know. there's a there's 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 one moment right in in this movie that the irony of all of it actually made me burst out laughing, right? Because there's that bit where he says like you don't want reality you don't want um like m- movies aren't really about authenticity and like you know the, how like weirdly like it is like you're watching two people actually have a fight mm. in places where like so much of this movie I was just like I don't want this <laughs> Do you know what I mean like I don't I don't want this this like I want my movies to have some movie artistry and to take some creative license with reality mm-hmm. and like going and having the same argument three times ain't, ain't that interesting to me especially if I'm not in the argument and I'm just a spectator like that oh, I mean this it's great uh, at me the script as well I mean it's hard to it's hard to follow an argument when i mean i didn't like the script so i didn't like it uh, the, uh, it's hard to follow an argument when you're not when you're not enjoying the writing mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're not I enjoy- thought, like i think that um again come from a drama background um oh, i just oh, felt like um i didn't like john david washington's performance um and but i felt like a lot of that was like within the writing because like 
I think A, it was very, it felt very like one note. Like he was just angry and shouting <laughs> and ranting for most of the movie. And I don't think that's interesting in a monologue. I think mon- a monologue is very focused on the actual writing. Yes. Um, and because the writing wasn't strong, I don't think the performance, like a monologue should grip you. I found myself so many times like just zoning out. I think that Zendaya's monologues were much better Um And I think they were more like introspective, whereas and I'm not saying that John David Washington's monologues needed to be that way because his character is an egotistic character or whatever. But it I don't know, it just I feel like it hampered him a lot, like those moments where he was like shouting and shout like you know when you just mentioned like him collapsing like I don't think that's a sign of a good performance to me. like he shouldn't be breathless at the end of that. Like I get. Like if you're talking and I know that this movie uses a lot of like things where it's not necessarily like dialogue that's super naturalistic. I think he says that he uses like Socratic dialogue, which means it's basically more of like a debate, I suppose. But I I just think that like if my partner's ranting to me and they can't breathe, like what is going on? Like there's there's a certain moments where like I, I, do you know like that Futurama thing with Zap writing where it's like raw acting talent? <laughs> <laughs> just... Nah, his his monologues cracked me up, man. I, like I was I was half expecting one of them for him to just sit down and be look. You're dusty. Hair, <laughs> your hair's uneven. Like, I'm, 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 <laughs> oh, that would have made the movie. <laughs> it just reminded me also, though, like of my. I can't listen to those types of performances. I find them really like, oh, like even when my sister's telling. My sister used to do this thing where she would tell a story and she would just be talking like this and she wouldn't breathe. And blah, blah, blah. I can't listen to that. I can't engage with what you're talking about. You're not. I'm not seeing any kind of like. You're just, drunk, uh, yeah, it's just you professionally. Yeah, it's just drunk. very well. Drunk. I know he was drunk, but it still. It, I feel like it still <laughs> needed some, some, some kind of dying, some kind of different dynamic. It needed, yeah, there needed to he be a bit like a more pitter patter. Yeah. He wanted like some sort of like human variation. Yeah, <laughs> I want a journey. But I feel like his character in general was like just. Well, he was just a jerk. There was maybe I've missed. I, I didn't. I didn't feel the same level of depth with Malcolm that I, that I did. With, with, with Mar- yeah um, apart from him being toxic and kind of a predator which brings me to my other con i think that they should have dug a little bit more into the power dynamic the the power dynamic between the two in their relationship i do think that zendaya of well, i need to stop saying zendaya marie felt comfortable enough to say what she had to say like you know when she called him mediocre blah 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 but i think at the same time what she was critiquing of him was very different to what he was critiquing of her um, I mean, he was literally think, saying she's dusty, her hair's uneven. He was being so yeah, petty. He was, was at, so he petty. was attacking her character, but he was also attacking like moments of like real vulnerability. And I don't think life. she did that with him. Um, and I think that it would have been interesting to kind of focus on that because that is something that I always think about, like of how vulnerable love it's can like, make. It's like you. if mm-hmm. it's like she goes. You can be quite rude sometimes, and then he yeah. turns and goes, "Well, you used to be a crack at it." Yeah, yeah. That's, li- that's literally. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa. Relax. Yeah. So I just think, he did, though, like, if we if we be no, real, that's what he did. no, that's what we mean though. Like, I think that they that's why they needed to kind of the, the, the characters were definitely not explored. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, explored I wanted to and, and, yeah. see that a bit more, or just like you know, um, yeah. Uh, like even like a mediocre movie book game or anything like for me 
I can't end at the point we started with no progression. I don't mind that too much, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I feel it. like that I can be the nature so of. A, I feel like, like that could be the nature of an argument, though. Yeah, you no, just, but like you just end. It just ends because you love them, and yeah, and I've but, wasted two hours. But I do. I think... don't. I don't want. But that's why we my... don't enjoy arguments. That's <laughs> why so yeah, I enjoy watching one. This is the differentiation between reality and this curated piece that we've been put in front of us, right? Yeah. This isn't reality. We're here for entertainment and enjoyment. It's a weird, yeah. And I'm not enjoying myself. Categorically, <laughs> empirically, in every measurable way, having a bad time. <laughs> this, is, um, this is bad. I don't like it. I think what I would say to that is that I do think, I don't mind the fact that it was unresolved because I feel like that is the couple that they are. But I do feel like there should have been an intention there of like the climax yeah, is that they're going to earlier. they're going to stay together or they're going to break up and even if we don't actually find out what that answer is we should have had that intention there if that makes sense like i feel yeah. like there was that wasn't there yeah. and i think sometimes just having that intention there is enough for for us to feel a sort a sense of like completion even if it's not directly um in like we don't know if they're going to stay together or they're not they shouldn't mm. but you know whatever they might they probably no. won't <laughs> It's it's not even the unresolved nature. There's so many films where the uh, irony have, again. Have you seen his first they film? They talk about like you know mystery, like you know with the like the the mystery is what kind of keeps the tension and what kind of keeps yeah. your fascination. There is the mystery here. Yeah. They're both bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there's like uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like um, No Country for Old Men. There's there's unresolved things at the end of that movie, and that movie is. A masterpiece. It's fantastic, right? The unresolved like conclusion of of um, Javier Bardem's character adds flavor to the world that's still there, right? That's amazing. That's good, right? This is just I've watched two people argue. No one's changed. Nothing's happened. They've just argued. I, I think right? I go back with what Ram said. I I I don't I don't mind them not resolving anything, but then that the, where's you have to ha- have the, the intention, isn't it? You have to. Yes. It has to be. It has to be quite clear that guy. I'm not saying I'm dumb or we're dumb as an audience, but I, it would nice to be a bit like, like to have a bit more like this is the relationship, guys. This is the nature of a relationship. Kind not kind of thing like they love each other, guys. Or like Ram said, if they break up or whatever, it just kind of was like, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, I'm going to move us on because we have other stuff to talk about Um, so this is my bad but detailed segue (laughs) Um, so this film has proved polarizing for a number of reasons Um, some people um, felt that like the age difference between the two actors was problematic but I feel like if you actually watch the movie they address that um, in the film how old is John David Washington Um, 30 something and Zendaya I think he's like 36 or 38 yeah and Zendaya is 24 okay um yeah I was like I'm not it's not uh, like she's what? 16 and like <laughs> you know what I mean like do you what? know like I don't but I think it's also a lot of people just being attached to Zendaya as someone who is like they're strange Dis- people on this planet a Disney person yeah exactly a Disney that, star yeah. or they're like oh she's like my little sister blah 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 which I think is hypocritical because I see a lot of men, a lot of the same men who are like, mm-hmm. oh no, I don't want to see her in this role are the same men who are like, oh, she's so beautiful, so gorgeous. So I'm, so I'm like, so you you can sexualize her in your own head, but you In can't. your own way. Like, yeah. Imagine Janae Aiko started like 
doing like Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat type beats. Do you mm. know how many people all of a sudden have a the problem? Because they ones. fancy her, but they fancy this whole idea of her being a, a, a manic fairy. They've, they've, they've got this pedestal. All right, let's let's kind of say this definitively. If you're doing this, stop it. It's creepy and disgusting. <laughs> Just, yeah. You're absolutely wrong. Stop She's 24 it. years old, man. Bruh, she's an adult. She can do what the hell she wants with her work. Like, um, if, if, you're, if you're out here on the internet creating this pedestal and this kind of idea that other people have to live to, you're wrong. You're and absolutely it, wrong. It weren't even that deep. But like it weren't it, like she was sniffing it, coke off of this. Yeah. And it weren't like it weren't like there was like a hardcore sex scene. I I don't understand. I mean, even if it's there just, was, it wouldn't matter because no, I'm she, yeah, yeah, yeah again. Yeah. I'm just like look at yourself in the mirror. You're an adult. Um, <laughs> Grow up. Right? Zendaya Grow up. has, so I don't see why you can't. Be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wild to me. It's so wild to me. Um, others also, as we kind of discussed, thought that um, it was a mouthpiece for Sam Levinson's own problems with critics, um, with many of them tying it to his experience of a bad review for Assassination Nation, which is a weird movie in itself, I think, um, which I did watch <laughs> that I forgot that we watched. And I forgot that it was him. But once I it remembered, was, we, I was like, we watched it very un, on a unrelated, like killing like, time we, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, it was very. And was it then good when or I, was it bad? It was. I, I think you should just watch it, Hassan. <laughs> okay, I cool. don't think it was. Was it? I don't think it was. It that wasn't. Bad. It wasn't that bad. But I think I like a again, and we will get into this, I guess. Of like, it, to me, it's a little bit weird that he's writing the story about like girls i don't know why like t- teenage girls i'm not saying that's like he can't do what, that but what, it was what just even, what was that even about there was so much <laughs> like going on in that movie there was like uh it oh about can, privacy wasn't it yeah the, the, the privacy, privacy someone was the but also yeah, sexuality yeah. amongst women yeah. I, I, um, I feel really weirded out like after watching this and this is how you guys are describing this movie what no i think you should <laughs> watch it though i think it was like quite and it takes this like weird turn as well which i think is i think he just he's definitely not a naturalistic writer slash director which is interesting i think that if he can eventually i mean loads of people like euphoria i don't know if i I haven't watched it so i can't really comment on that but i feel like maybe eventually he'll hit that sweet spot where everything comes together Mm -hmm. um very well so but because there were bits that i liked in assassination nation but it was also very wow (laughs) i don't think we watched it to like critically watch yeah no we didn't I thought it was going to be about something else, and it wasn't. Yeah. So, <laughs> for, um, for, like even this, like there's there's bits in this where I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But overall, mm-hmm. um. So and then the other major gripe was that Sam Levinson is a white writer slash director heading up a film about two black leads, um, and touching on black filmmaking. Um, and there are parts in kind of Malcolm's, um very long monologues where he talks about being a black filmmaker so for example in one of them he talks about um Barry Jenkins not being gay and um but he made Moonlight and like that's not an issue um and so that kind of almost implies that in a way I guess I don't know if he was in well I doubt he was intended to do this but that anyone should be able to write whatever they want as long as they're an artist or whatever um and look out for the wire the wire reboot being directed and written by sam levinson yeah. so, so... I, I will fight him, um... <laughs> <will> fight him. <laughs> don't play with me <laughs> that was so aggressive oh, <laughs> listen, i love the wire we, we just leave it where it is it's fine <laughs> um and so i think in light of this 
um, I thought it'd be cool to discuss this idea of who has the right to write black stories. Um, and um, first of all, my first question is, what is your personal gut reaction to like ownership of stories? So what do you think about people? I can go first if that helps clarify. Yeah, anyway. um, so personally, I think that if you are a writer or an artist, I do think that you you can write about anything that you want to write about. I think that like you, yeah, you can do that. But I do think that A, you have to be aware that if you are, for example, a white person and you have decided to write a story about black people or whoever, you are taking up a certain space that hasn't been afforded to that other person. And I think that's important to recognize that that might be where some of that criticism might come um, once you make this movie. And secondly, mm-hmm. I do think that there is, you yes, you can write whatever you want, but you have to realize that A, you have to face the consequences if mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you write is not representative of that community or is uh, wrong. Um, and I think that you have to take responsibility um, and take it seriously enough that you go out and you do your research and you do your due diligence. Because I, at the end of the day, I don't think, if you write a really great story, no one's going to be complaining. But if you write a shit story, people are going to a shit story that is harmful towards the the people mm-hmm. that you've chosen to write about. People are going to complain, and they do have the right to make that complaint. Um, yeah, and I don't think that anyone should escape because this is a conversation that I've had like in my classes and stuff. I don't think so many people are like, oh, I feel like I can't write that because you know, like I'm not from that culture, or like they say in a way that makes it seem like someone has like banned them from doing that. Mm-hmm. And I it's think like, no, what, do it, but, but brace yeah, yourself. <laughs> I think the recogn- I think what they fail to recognize is someone is saying that you can do that, but you need to make sure you're you're being responsible and you're not just being like, oh, I'm an artist and so mm-hmm. this is I my want. story and this is my vision. There are certain consequences to what you write especially if you decide that you are you are going to write a story where the race of a character is integral to that character mm-hmm. um there is going to be an issue there it might be slightly different if you are writing a story where the character just happens to be black and that's about it like which is probably going to be fine but even then you do have to think about what what is that going to look like you might have written like this jerk character and then you found an actor who is black you do kind of have to think about what that what, what that looks like so all I'm saying mm-hmm. is you can do whatever you want but just be responsible basically um and that's my opinion um honestly it's kind of exactly where I sound this like yeah the, the the most important point in telling anyone's story is understanding who that person is right like mm-hmm. you need to understand the cultural like uh context you need to understand the historical context you need to understand like geographical context of these stories you're telling right because it's there's so many there's so many steps to understanding kind of motivations right it like even humor even like um like culture cues that you don't think about because it is the culture you're living in right mm-hmm. like to understand like an american story you have to under, like you have to do that homework right mm-hmm. if you're going to do an african story if like a Nigerian story is going to look different to an Algerian story. Mm-hmm. A Nigerian story is going to look different to a Moroccan and different to a Somali, right? You have to give these things the, the like the like the the work that they deserve, right? Mm-hmm. You need to do the homework and like it, it's not good enough to kind of write this story, like because like 
one of my biggest gripes about like you know this um the, the nature of these things where it's just like oh these critics and their opinions and oh i'm like if someone is critical about your work you need to ask why they're critical about your work right mm. in the same way that like if you're writing a piece you need unless to... it's the new york critics because i feel like broadway <laughs> in new york is just trash yeah just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but like you don't you, like anything you, you know what i'm saying though yeah it's, it's it's like um you, you got a it, it it's you have to be more responsible like mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd like i i would feel like if if one thing can kind of get better is people like if you're a white person and you're writing a black character talk to black people mm-hmm. right it's it's not hard like it's just it's not hard like if you're writing about a chinese person talk to chinese people I mean, also like, learn and, about the culture and learn about the history and like learn about the things that are going to underpin that person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think pe- people are all also, it doesn't, at the end of the day, uh, an unfortunate reality is people are always going to say that, you, you know, you, you, it doesn't matter how much research you do. If you haven't experienced something or if you weren't re- like, sometimes people like stories and people that write stories because it feels like it comes from them and it's an embodiment of them and what they've experienced. And sometimes, it does it, it, people will always view things disingenuous when it's like as a like a straight man wanting to write a story about i don't know a, a, a transgender drug, drug addicts fight or something or whatever whatever and people are always going to turn around and say well you know like it, it seems a bit genuine it, like disingenuous and it just goes back to what ram was saying about like you know there's you can do what you want no one's te- like i i think a lot of people say that they feel like they can't write things or or do things but it's like no you just you know you're going to catch corn for it and you don't want to catch corn you feel like you should be able to do this without anyone saying anything back to you mm-hmm. if that if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. so stop, stop, stop a... trying to make it as, as if people are stopping you doing something mm-hmm. you just don't want to handle the criticism Okay, so we've obviously talked about what our reactions or what we think, and I feel like we're all on the same page. But also, I think another thing that was like kind of not grating me, but was what even is a black story? Because I feel like um, I was trying to think of like examples, which we will talk about later. But like, what does that mean? Does that mean that the majority of the cast is black? Does it mean that the story is focused on race? Does it mean that there's the main character is black? What does that even mean? Um, which is a really broad question, but I think in the light of like Malcolm and Marie, would you consider that to be a black story? For example, no, 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 no I wouldn't. Why not? Um, because it's not about their blackness. It's not mm-hmm. about being black or what impact being black is in certain, like, kind of in whatever the context of that situation is. It's about. I mean, a little bit of it is kind of. When, yeah, but like it's always going to be like the like your race and your culture is always going to have some input in the story you're telling, but it's not the focal point. It's not right? integral. Is, is what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like this movie would have been the exact same if they were Chinese or if they were French or if the, the, do you see what any, I mean? Any minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? Like mm-hmm. if you you could substitute any other minority in, and nothing would have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't think I don't feel like there should. I, Maybe I'm being a bit silly, but I I don't even like the term black story. Black story. I feel like yeah. it should be it should 
I feel like it should be like an unspoken term that <laughs> we look. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, like you no, look I, at I, I you, I'm laughing because we've had this conversation. It's, it's a story. Like you just think yeah. in your head, but you don't. You don't call it that out loud. Mm-hmm. You don't put it in a backstory category. But you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a story. Like uh, my yeah, my my biggest like kind of worry and gripe is like you know with black story is that it's something that is like separate. It puts us in a box that we mm-hmm. can kind of be ignored in. It's like, oh, you've got your black movies to play and you can mm-hmm. have those. Don't like don't kind of come to the rest of our things and it mm-hmm. makes it less legitimate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Malcolm says mentions that in the film quite interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. When he was talking about uh, the review and 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 how the, the reviewer said, I can't remember verbatim, but like about this, she knows what this film, who this film is for, what it's about, but about black women or whatever, whatever. And, and what did he say? He said something like, "And every other person is going to read that and think, well, why do I need to go and watch it then?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort yeah. sort of thing. And, and and it's that. It's like you you it it comes under the guise of like putting a voice to black stories, but then. Sometimes, sometimes it feels like it, like like you said, Hassan. It boxes, it boxes them in and puts them over there. Do you know what I mean? And it's like you guys go over there and watch those things. Mm-hmm. I think my definition more of a black story. Um, even though I'm not super uh, keen on the term, but I think it's kind of like what um, Toni Morrison said when she talked about when she was writing like her books that it's not necessarily that the stories is just about black people but it's like who is it this for like it's Mm -hmm, for black mm -hmm. people and that not in the sense that it's meant to be exclusionary but as in the sense that she's not going to change the story in order to um kind of serve a white audience like it will be universal because it is a black story and that's it and I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of more my take on what a black story is that it can be anything from something that just happens to have um black people in it that isn't necessarily about race but I think there is a kind of um a kind of like intention that it is meant to um reach out to black people in whatever manner that is or that it's okay for example like when I am writing for that it is not a story that I'm not thinking about how other people are going to in yeah interpretate this it's just how it's come out of my head and what Mm -hmm. who I'm writing for which is me at a certain age um and that's it and there's no kind of compromising on that i think that's what my honestly that's totally valid it's totally valid like because i i i feel like my kind of reticence is coming from a place of like looking at cinema history Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. for the longest time um like it's deeply important to have like black stories out there like it's deeply important to have like black voices out there it's deeply important to have like um our culture and our people kind of be explored in cinema and in theater and all these kind of like mediums so like because like ignorance breeds um ignorance right Mm -hmm. like the only way to like really kind of combat ignorance is with information and with representation and with information (laughs) coming from places that actually know what they're talking about right so like it's deeply important for us to tell these stories so i think that's important but like you know black movies as the thing like there's 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 too much history of of that being kind of um regressive Mm. yeah 
Um, I'm going to kind of briefly go over the last two questions because I want to get into examples. Um, but I guess one is who are gatekeepers for such stories, which is, um, which is, I think, the main thing that we, again, that I kind of raised in the first one when I talk about, like, who gets to tell certain stories. I do think that while you can tell any story you want, that if you are uh, someone who is writing about something outside of your own personal experience, you should be aware of, like, whether that, that like, if everyone, if there was, like, equal representation everywhere, I think it would be it wouldn't be that weird but I think personally for example if I was going to start writing a story about like a lesbian couple and I managed to get that funded or whatever I would feel a bit uncomfortable that I had taken up a space that isn't that common in the first place mm-hmm. um and I think that people should be aware of that but at the same time I do recognize that sometimes if some white director or whatever or white writer does a really good job at creating this black story it might actually open more doors for other people especially if they've like done their due diligence and have brought mm-hmm. on people mm-hmm. who can like consult who they can maybe in the next movie can be like actually you know what this guy was a massive influence on this film so why don't you give it to him or her or whatever um mm-hmm. so i think it's a like a complicated story and that kind of leads into the second question which is how do we strive for both better representation while not censoring artists? Because I do think that if we, um, I think having both is important um, mm-hmm. whilst being aware of like what the industry actually looks like. We can't just be like all um, naive and be like, oh yeah, like you can write whatever you want because you are an artist. Like I, I don't like, no, <laughs> like have some kind of self-awareness. But um yeah, those are the two questions. If you have anything further, please do add. Um, otherwise, we can jump into examples. One thing I'll say is sometimes you don't have to be super political, but you don't have to try hard to purposely not be political because that's mm. kind of weird as well. <laughs> no, that's kind of, that yeah. probably no, is arguably more weird. Extra weird, weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I guess I wanted to get into, and you guys can add to this, some complicated slash bad examples where I think that... Um, yeah where I just think that it hasn't really worked these are very personal to me um Mm. so you can disagree with me but I I couldn't really find that many examples surprisingly which I guess is kind of a good thing um I don't think there's that many yeah I don't think there are that many and this is kind of like films or things that have been created by white people that are solely focused on like either race or um have majority black cast um or a quote-unquote black story um mm-hmm. my first one was Django Unchained um oh my god I already don't really like Tarantino um but I I thought that slavery is such a sensitive topic I think that I get that in a sense that it was it it would be refreshing and I get why people like this movie it's refreshing to kind of see like a revenge story but I think that it was for me personally handled like it just really did not sit right with me at all and I thought that it it to me felt a bit like a vehicle for Tarantino to do that artist thing of like, I can write whatever I want. And like, mm-hmm. Oh, th- this is a good story. Like I'm not really gonna do any. And again, I know it's not necessarily like a, it's not meant to be like a historically a- accurate story. So I'm not trying to say that like he needed to do more research, but I think it definitely could have been handled more sensitively hearing the N word that many times come out of like people's mouths in a movie that I know is written by a white man is very uncomfortable for me, no, so that's why I didn't like it. Look at any of his other movies. Like anytime yeah. a black person's on screen, they're saying nigger constantly. 
anytime, do you know anytime. what? Like he just wants to say nigga. And that he was and he that like he, he was mouthpiecing. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like, it, like, look at any black character in any of his movies. They're always saying nigga and they're saying it constantly. And like, he just wants to say it, but he knows if he says it, there's going to be consequences. So he does it through his movies. Fuck Tarantino. Like, I'm sick of watching his movies. Like, I, I, do you know what? Yeah, I thought it's interesting this one because I thought Django was lit. But <laughs> I first one I was in a different place in my life when that film came out. I was in a totally different time in my life. Like I, I was, I was, I was the teenager when that came out. God damn! Mm. And also, um, I haven't watched it since, <laughs> so I haven't, got, I haven't gone back. Actually, funnily enough, I think I've actually gone off Tarantino entirely. I think that I've, was the I've past. Never, yeah, I've never. Really listen, I'll watch Assassination Classroom. You <laughs> like I watch. I I think. I, I mean, I, I think about it and I don't know if I ever was, I really like Kill Bill. Like I really like Kill Bill 1 and 2, like a lot. And I think that's just skewed my opinion on, on Tarantino. Because mm. when I look through his discography, I'm like, this guy's a bit strange, isn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. I mean, I watched that when I was in my most pro-blackness like phase. <laughs> so I definitely was not going to like it. Um, and then the second one, and this one is a bit more of a complicated example because I couldn't quite see who exactly writes the actual stories, but Top Boy, um, which was created by Ronan Bennett, who is a white man. Um, this one, I, I don't think is necessarily a bad example because I, for example, really enjoy the story of Top Boy, but I think that it's quite... Um, I am quite Ronan mindful... Wrote, he wrote a lot of it, sorry, just later. Oh, he did write a lot of it, yeah. He so wrote I'm season qu- one and two. Yeah, so I think it's like a really good story, but I think I'm quite mindful of the fact that it does portray a kind of uh, negative slash leaning into a stereotypical view of like, we don't really get to have that many examples of Black British people on TV. Um, And so it's not the most positive portrayal of Black British TV. And like, it's not like it's, I don't know. It's that's why I put it under complicated because this is some people's experiences, and I think that the story is really tight, and I think that the characters are really interesting. Um, and I don't really feel like it necessarily like glorifies that kind of lifestyle. But I think, I when, think it com- when sorry, go on. Go yeah, on, no, I was on. just gonna say I think for that to be like something like one of the most popular Black British TV shows that I can could think of at a certain time, it is a little bit like why why that story. I mean, we mm. don't have. To be honest, we still have, we still haven't watched that that BBC. Yeah, small acts. Yeah, but yeah. Um, we don't, <clears throat> we don't have much. Oh God, quote unquote, black stories over yeah. in the UK, yeah. especially Luther. ones like um, Luther. Even Luther, does that is Luther, that Luther, Luther? Is that a black story? Though? I almost yeah, don't yeah, count yeah, Luther because yeah. I feel like he could have been anyone. <laughs> Idris yeah, no, Elba is kind of like our Will Smith. He doesn't really do like he just. He's just. He, he's Idris Elba. Yeah. He's not a black person. <laughs> he's not he a, is, yeah, he's just okay. No black. one take that out of context. Yeah, no, he obviously we, yeah, we, is a black man, but do you know what I mean? Like he, he's he's got the Will Smith effects, like where he can literally, well, apart from James Bond, he can be anyone. I'm gonna yeah. clip it. Um, no, please. <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yes, I I just feel like we don't have that many. For example, um, see you yesterday type stories where mm. it, it 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 feeds it uses the like hood experience that like the working class black experience without the protagonist being a gangster we're st- mm. in in the uk mm. we're still kind of there with with, with like road life basically mm-hmm. but 
that's just that, that's that's the state of our country in it and again maybe, maybe, not maybe. saying it's bad sorry karen <laughs> maybe we need like a uk version of insecure like the like the us version of the office i mean <laughs> just just bring it over do. i'll write it Right, right. Mm. <clears throat> all right, are we moving on to good examples? Um, yeah, so good examples because we should end on a good note. So the first one isn't actually specifically about a white person writing a black story, but I just think that this is the best example of someone writing um, different cultures and different sexualities in a way that is very respectful, but also still feels quite authentic. Um, so as you know, on this podcast, we are massive fans of N.K. Jemison. Um, and mm-hmm. the last few... Mm-hmm stories that she's she's quite interesting because I think that she writes a lot about race without it having to be so um well everything is political but with without having to it necessarily have to be the forefront of the story but it does inform the characters in a way that feels very real um I think she kind of hits that sweet spot um but in her latest book uh the city we became and also how long until black future month um particularly the second one because I've been reading a lot of that stuff she talks a lot about how she does her research of respectfully um, portraying characters who are outside of her own experiences. Um, and it's just like the detail that she went into, I think it's in the the city we became um, in the like, um, either in the acknowledgements or in the forward, for, uh, forward. Um, she just talks about, you know, like she had people, um, there's like a Native American character in there. She had um people from that tribe like kind of talked to her about like the language and like had people constantly reading her drafts and like correcting her where maybe like she portrayed something wrong um and then even just things like even down to just people like um there's a British character in there and I have never seen an American writer write a British character so authentically (laughs) that I could like feel it so it was like it wasn't just about the people who were gay or the people who were like um not black or whatever like it was down to the people who are from different countries and she had people like her editors read it and be like oh would he actually say something like this like how might he um express this blah 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 and you can feel it in the work because they feel like such full real people who are not necessarily like blank um like you know like sometimes you get a character who's like black or asian but they're just like kind of devoid of race somehow Um, yeah um she she just like makes them feel very full and where their race is important to them or their culture is important like that comes out in a way that doesn't feel tacked on like it just feels very much like this is their everyday life which is beautiful Mm. because new york is such a diversity and you feel that in the story um but she even does that in how long until black future month because there's like a story in there about um some muslim women who um are stranded on the moon and just like the, the little details of like their religious like practice down to like how they're praying like the the language that they use um the different like kind of cultural clashes within them as them being under one religion was just very like I was like this is how you do it like <laughs> everyone take notes um yeah. so that was my first example but then also we have um and actually I should have put attack the block in like complicated <laughs> but I think attack the block is also another story where by Joe Cornish um which does feature kind of urban black youth I can't believe I just said that sentence <laughs> but um urban black young people um and it does comment on race and kind of like you know their interactions with the police um but I think it's done in a way that's very enjoyable I think mm. the language was a bit I could 
I guess at times it did feel a bit like someone who doesn't speak like this on a daily wrote this. They, they, they put it through Google Translate. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think that it was a really good movie and I do think it was quite a, like, it It was a heartfelt portrayal, I think. Like, you could mm. tell that some research and a lot of thought had gone into it. And also, I guess, just the sci-fi element of it did help to it, soft- it's a, soften it's that. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a really fun movie. Yeah. It's generally a really good movie. Um, Levi, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> no, I, to be honest, you'd, I just agree with you. <laughs> <That was great. laughs> um, and then my last example was Miles Morales, um, who, who was created by Brian Michael Bendis. Mm. Um, and I think that he is... I haven't actually read that many Miles Morales stories. Oh! But, it's my, oh sorry, so, the just came out today. Sorry. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, but I think that, you know, that's like another example of someone who has created this character that has like kind of opened a bit of a gateway. Um, like, because, you know, of all the new, the more diverse characters, Miles is one that has succeeded um, outside of, you know, people just being like, you're pandering. Um, so, it originally wasn't meant to be like a, a big run. They just, yeah. it, it just, everyone fell in love with the character and they yeah. just kind of ran I mean, away when, it, right? when, yeah, him, I think very, very few uh, characters escaped the ultimate universe. Mm. Mm. He was like one of a handful. Yeah. Was there anyone else? I don't even know. He's him and his family. Think, uh, I think Miss so. Marvel as well. Whereas, uh, didn't she come out that? Nah, she's no, not she, she's not ultimate. Universe. She's not ultimate. Okay. Oh, the evil Reed Richards. I think he got out. I can't remember his name. The one with the, the with one eye. Um, I always just thought of him as Captain Birdseye for some reason. I mean, it's the iPad. <laughs> his name now. He has a villain name, but yeah. Yeah. Love, um, love, um, Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. And I think that like his ongoing popularity is like a testament to them creating a really good character that like no one has any problems with because he's not portrayed in a way that's problematic. Um, and he's a character. Yeah, he's actually a character. Yeah. So when you think about it, a lot of black comic book characters, and I think about it, would have been created by white. Yeah, artists. that's especially true. Especially Black like, Panther. <laughs> black well, obviously, Lightning. Luke Cage is... as well, no? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like with Black Panther and Luke Cage, they do be a bit like he black yeah, <laughs> originally. <laughs> Hero, but he black. It's like you know, you can hear the eighty. Wow, wow, wow that, yeah. the I, I, do... also... I like Black yeah. Lightning, though. I think some of. The, the the Tony Isabella some of his early stories are quite like different if you know what I mean mm-hmm. him being black dad Le- Levi I, I just got to episode 5 I started watching it again oh, did you see a superhero was he black oh. did you go and tell the streets <laughs> that Black Lightning was back <laughs> <laughs> um, every every single time that that comes on it just, like so it puts catchy. a smile on my face because it's, it's so, so, so cheesy. Campy. It's so, so cheesy. cheesy. That, like I think if if Marvel made a rap for something, that's what it would sound like. Actually, okay. no, not Disney Marvel. Let me not lie. Yeah. Mate, I think they'd know, be they'd be much cooler than that. Come yeah, on, cool, no, but you, you know what the best part is, right? In like forty years, his like his his grandkids are gonna be like, "Hey, Grandpa, you remember this? <laughs> Look what you did. You did this." <laughs> um but yeah i think the reason that i didn't mention black panther actually is because like his first stories were quite he's african like type thing so Mm. um and there are some some of of his like first stories are yeah and there are like a few runs like the one in like 2005 not 2005 that's there's one run where it was like his whole story is like told through the eyes of um whatever that 
white agent is called again. And that was a oh. weird. Um, yeah, what's his name America. again? Ross Everett. <laughs> Captain America. Everett Ross. <laughs> Everett Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not him. No, the one that was the one that's um, yeah, Watson Ev- and Sherlock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's like mean, one oh, where he's the white guy in the film. Yeah. The white guy in the film that they Martin put Freeman. in there Martin to make Freeman. white people Martin, feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. Martin Freeman, that's his name. Mm. Done a brilliant um, job in cargo, just saying. Yeah, so that's why I didn't include that. But anyway, so the moral of the story is it can be done. Um, I don't think that those criticisms personally about Sam Levinson and the whole black thing for me <laughs> held that much weight because I was like, A, Zendaya and um, the, John David Washington to a degree were both quite involved in the film process. Um, I think it just needed more time. And I don't think that the story is like so black that anyone should really have any complaints but again no, that's it's just opinion. it's it's a bad movie <laughs> yeah it's just... random i keep remember, remembering random quotes like and he's like you're the most insufferable uh, da, 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 woman <laughs> i've ever met and, you're I, and, I, and I love you like, i don't know <laughs> you're, man. you're psychotic you're psychotic <laughs> mm, this man is so good oh wait we didn't <laughs> we didn't rank the um we didn't rank the film i would give it a six or a 5.5 out of 10 uh, five I'd, for me. Five for me. I'd give it a six. I I I enjoyed parts of it. And that soundtrack though. Mm. Oh, tell me, what was that tune by that guy Nam- Namdi or whatever it's called? Oh, I love that. Song. Mm. It's weird though, but I really like it. Like um, the the whole thing was 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 the, like from that angle was expertly done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Um, so I was gonna say, what what are you guys up to? <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying um, that. <laughs> I'm tired. Now. Uh, I've, uh, Super Mario World 3D. I've been doing basically nothing else. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I never paid, I never paid the well. first 3D World. No, I did. I I paid a bit of it. My, my little little brothers. He's got it. He had it on. Was it Wii U or mm. 3DS? Wherever it's, it was it's Wii U. It's Wii U. It's and and I never played it. So like this is like a fresh experience for me. And I'm yeah. having a blast with it. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I have oh, been. Oh, oh sorry. You can go. No, go on, Lady, ladies, ladies first. But Hassan went first. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Bet- uh, la- like, between you know, between you and I, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, um, I have been reading a lot of shoujo, which I have been enjoying. Um, I've been reading um the the N.K. Jemison book that I've still been reading for months, but I think it's because it's short stories for and months, so it's, literal it's, months. it's been hard to like get back into it because they're like it's short stories but they are really like they're they're really good um it's just mm. that i keep forgetting that i'm reading that um and i've been playing zelda um and watching the usual anime stuff i started watching yuri on ice um but i only watched oh. one episode so I, mean, I, don't I, mean, have... I missed that one so yeah, yeah I, don't have... I, I i need to i need to give that a go a lot of people told me it's like really good fun yeah, yeah. i haven't had um I don't have super strong opinions on it yet because I only watched one episode and I want to watch Skate Infinity because I want to see boys skate. I, I'm in a shoujo phase, so I just want to see pretty anime boys. Pretty boys hey, doing yeah. things well. Wait, wait <laughs> you wouldn't say that you're in Ice is cool then? Like, oh what? my god. Oh. Lol. What I've been doing. I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, nothing, nothing new with Just here, skate really. past that. Yeah, just, just uh, <laughs> that one I liked. Um, I've been same old. I've been playing Octopath Traveler, and I have gotten ten toes into World Trigger. Mm. Like I'm, I'm like I'm on chapter like ninety now. I've I, as Breeze 
through like uh, I, I oh god man i just love world trigger it's just the worst thing is it's not even that groundbreaking as an anime like but it's just it's just so i was saying to ram it's just so it's so wholesome in terms of shonen like i just wanted to just scream rasengan or something really weird <laughs> no do you know what you 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 know um i've so i've just finished the invasion art kassan you know oh, six 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 yes. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. dude like there's no problematic characters in this show there isn't there isn't like, oh my god so wild oh my god. it's so wild it's so and and there's so much like um like when me uh, without spoiling like when miwa turns up for osamu and you were like yeah Bruh. Then, like, it's Bruh. just it's all of those kind of moments and it's just like you know you wipe away the sweat from your brother like, yes yeah yes. It, it, it was <laughs> it was a very tense arc that mm. but I, i've been like we'll talk about underrated anime gems in a future episode mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But yeah, I've also got about a, a good way into this Star Wars book I'm reading. It's a very, it's 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 a bit dense for me personally in terms of like there's a lot going on. But I really enjoy the story, it, it, and and the characters. And again, you know how much I love like oh, like non Skywalker stuff. But it's uh, the more I read, the more I'm enjoying it. So yeah, honestly, like when this whole coronavirus thing goes away and i can like see you guys again we can like just trade some books because i've got some gems for you guys too man i'm not like, trading any books my library I've looks got... great right now Bor- Bor- <laughs> <laughs> no i've got i've got a couple of your books and i need oh, to yeah, you like do. lend you guys some stuff too because i've got some books i desperately need you to read 100 i need to finish the rosewater trilogy oh um, damn yeah you do but yeah is that an episode Yes, that is an episode. Oh, I've also been rereading Chainsaw Man because I read one chapter and then I forgot to go back. So, yeah, Chainsaw Man is so wild. (laughs) Just so so wild. What is happening? Um, But yeah, Um, that is social media. Social media. Um, We can be found on the Nerd Alternative on Instagram, the Nerd Alternative without an E after the N on Twitter and Reddit. Please talk to us. <laughs> please be our friend, please. please. <laughs> I mean, if you've gotten to the end of the episode, I don't see why you wouldn't. I, for real, like if you want to just send us some goofs and we'll give back, it's all good. We're here. Yeah. Come, come chat to me on Twitter. Unless you're an anime gatekeeper, uh, you gotta you help. Know you, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah, I mean, not that he's gonna be listening to this. I hope he, he doesn't. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I hope you fall down. <laughs> you just cool. stub your toe. Mm. Um. <laughs> Cool. That is an episode. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. See ya.